Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. This is the best of the Joe Show, running back some of the best audio you've heard on this radio station over the past 24 hours. I am Dan Day on a feel-good Friday. Try to make you feel good going into the weekend, so going to have some good reggae music on the way to give you some good vibes. Then the Joe Rose Show talking to Jordan Reed. The Dan Lebetard Show talking about kneel it or get the heck out of here. And then Hawk and Crowder opens up the hard Hawk casino right now let's get into the headlines espn analysis gives the canes a 30 percent chance to win six games this season miami opens with uab september 10th at hard rock stadium the heat are down to the pacers right now in the nba bubble in a meaningless game because both teams have identical records and will face each other in the first round of the playoffs beginning on tuesday the Marlins traded reliever Chad Smith to the Rockies for right-hander Jesus Tinoco. Miami has their home opener tonight against the Braves. Sources say five NFL officials have opted out due to COVID concerns. The refs will receive a $30,000 stipend. The FHSAA will allow fall sports to begin practice August 24th and games will begin September 4th. The Bulls have fired head coach Jim Bolin. In two seasons, Bolin had a 317 winning percentage and no playoff appearances. Bill Belichick says he likes Cam Newton and he seems to be a hardworking kid. The Dolphins open against the Patriots September 13th. And now, after a long, hectic week, let's take a step into the day spa. <sighs> a Minnesota woman recently spelled 56 words backwards in one minute to break the world record. Quick, spell SOS backwards. A pair of Jordans worn by Michael Jordan during an exhibition game in 1985 sold at auction for $615,000. Ooh, save those for the last dance. Underground speakeasies and gyms have cropped up in the wake of COVID-19 and the lockdown. Come on, do your part. Just drink at home and get fat. Don't work out. A couple recently outraged fellow plane passengers when the woman began 
giving the man a foot massage mid-flight. The man's foot odor apparently was so abrasive, people started to complain. I would do anything for love. But don't do that. Now on the weather, tonight's forecast, cloudy with temperatures in the mid-80s. Joe Rose Show, mornings 6 to 10. Dino filled in for Joe Rose today, but no worries. Zach Krantz was still there talking to Jordan Reed. They get you up to date on all the sports information you need. Jordan, we're in a pandemic. We're worried about football even being played, but I know on your kind of work docket, you're looking forward to the next draft and the college football season. How tough is this for you when it comes to evaluating players when some of the best players we've seen that might be available in next year's draft, the Parsons of the world, the Greg Rousseau's of the world, opting out and you, and you got to kind of just work on last year's tape. I guess glad you at least have that tape to work on. But the opting out guys, how tough is this going to be for your job coming up in the next couple months evaluating guys? Well, it's a little bit different situation just because you always want to have the most data possible, especially when you're experiencing the type of draft process that we're going to experience here in the next few months. And then you're not going to have all the pieces to the puzzle that you're usually accustomed to having. So it is it is a little bit different, but I think some of the guys that opted out early, I think they're in a different situation just because they know that they're most likely going to be first-round picks in a sense. So I think they're a little bit safe, and that's, that's what was one of the biggest reasons why I think they opted out. And then you don't want to risk injury from their standpoint. And also with the virus going around, there there's some repercussions that could happen from that as well. So just from a scouting standpoint, though, I think it, I think it could be a huge advantage for some of those guys just because I actually have an article coming out today on the Draft Network, and I, I polled some agents uh, that I'm very close with, and they felt as if that it was a big decision for those guys, but it could really help them in the long run just because the more film that you have out there, that gives scouts and evaluators more chances to poke holes in your resume going into the league. So it definitely is a different situation. Well, speaking about guys opting out, I mean, Zach mentioned the name Greg Russo, and I know it's like it's tough at this point to predict exactly where he's going to get taken because the you know we want to see the season play out. But you know, some people ha- have looked at Russo and kind of assessed him as being even a top ten guy in this coming draft. Is he? flash that much talent to you kind of what area do you think Greg Rousseau could get taken next year yeah and Greg's an interesting case I've actually over the summer I've actually had a really good relationship Greg and I actually texted him after he made the decision and he was just congratulating him on everything but Greg's a terrific human being that's the first thing that really stands out about him but I mean you talk about a prospect that's six foot seven 260 plus pounds and he's only a richer freshman coming out this year so uh, he only has one year of film 19 and a half tackles for loss 15 and a half sacks ACC defensive rookie of the year and anytime a player has that type of production with that type of size you're talking about a person that's easily going to go top 10 in my opinion and he reminds you the, the person of mind that he really brings to the picture is a former Kane defensive lineman, and that's Calais Campbell. I think he's a very similar situation, and I think a lot of people will have a misconception about him and that he's going to be a bendy, twitchy guy that's going to come off of the edge. That's really not his game. You want to use him up and down the line of scrimmage to play different in various types of positions. So with that type of height, with that type of size, and that type of speed and production, you're talking about a person that easily could go top 10. I love to hear that. I want to ask you about another Miami guy who's not opted out, but uh, to the offensive side of the football at tight end. I mean, Brevin Jordan uh, seems to have kind of all the uh, all, all the, the size and, and the skills and the stats to be a high pick at that position. How, how high do you think Brevin Jordan could go? And Brevin's another interesting case. He's another guy that I've actually been very close with uh, during this offseason. I actually wrote an article about him a couple months ago. That's where we started to develop a relationship. So um, with this tight end class being so stacked, I think with Pat Fryer, Muthan, and Kyle Pitts, 
uh, over in Gainesville at Florida. But I think Brevin's right in that top tier of those guys. And he's a, he's, he's a huge competitor. That's something that you notice right away with Brevin. And he wants to play this year just because he wants to prove to everybody that he's the top-ranked guy in this tight end class just because it's a very competitive class. And then he was hurt down the back stretch of last year. So he wants to go out. Uh, on the right foot, and I believe Miami went like four and six or something like last year. The record wasn't w- wasn't what they imagined, and then they lost in the bowl game as well. So that's something that he really wants to go out on a high note, and that's something that he made he reiterated to me, and that's why he wants to play this year. But you're talking about a guy that definitely could go top fifty. But if he has a good year, and if he repeats what we saw last year in the Week Zero game against Florida, or what I thought was one of his better games of his career, now you're talking about a guy that could sneak into the first round. Always weird when someone says Week Zero. I always get a good laugh. At that, so it was week zero of the college football season. It's just so weird. I know that that's what it was called, but it's yeah. just so weird. Uh, with everything going on with college football right now, with a couple conferences not going to play, uh, three other conferences saying we're going to play, but you never know what's going to end up happening in the next couple weeks if something does change. Do you expect to see? kind of an exodus of players, uh, especially from the Big Ten and the Pac-12. A lot of good players in there that are going to be high draft picks. You expect to see a lot of them just kind of opt out and say, we're not playing spring football. We're done. We're out. We're not going to play if it starts in December because we got to get ready for the NFL draft. Do you do, do you expect to see that as someone who kind of covers all the conferences and all the players where a lot of the top guys, even oh, a quarterback yeah. and even yeah. a certain quarterback in Ohio State that says, I'm just done. I'm, right. ready for, I'm getting ready for the draft. Yeah, I think it's going to come here in the next few days. And if it doesn't happen this weekend, I think it's definitely going to happen next week just because the risk is, is just too much. And I know the reward is you want to go out the right way with your teammates. You want to end up being a national champion, but that just isn't possible now with the season delayed to the spring. And then just the, the concept of spring ball just doesn't make sense to me, and I'll walk you guys through that. So they're expecting guys to play back-to-back seasons in a sense. So you're playing you know 18 to 20 games in a span of uh, a calendar year. I just think that's just way too much. It isn't like basketball or you know baseball where there's not as much physical asking on the body with football you're having constant punishment and that durability concerns on your body so it just doesn't make sense for a spring season and I know a lot of conferences that cancel already are trying to sell a spring season but I just don't see that happening just pack your bags and just call it quits until fall 2021 I think that just makes more sense but from a prospect standpoint I just don't see why you would go out and risk getting hurt in January and then you're talking about a pre-draft process we don't really know when that's going to happen. So I don't know how you're going to be able to play a season and still train for the NFL Combine and then get ready for the draft and potentially uh, May to June. So, you know, Jordan, we saw the uh, obviously the Pac-12 and the Big Ten made their decision pretty quickly to cancel the fall. Now they're, like you said, kind of floating that idea of the spring. And, and as of as of today, you know, the SEC, ACC, and Big 12 are planning to play in the fall. But, I mean, are, are you concerned at all that that might even fall through? Because I know that so, some of us are wondering if the three Power Fives you do plan to play are just sort of pushing that final decision a little bit longer. So, kind of my theory is that I think they're going to end up playing but if I was a betting man, I would bet on them not finishing the season just because with football, it, it isn't like baseball where you can distance guys and also basketball where you can kind of distance, distance guys as well. Football is a contact sport. There's no way you can really run from guys initiating contact, especially if you think about like guys in the trenches, the offensive and defensive line. 
they're touching each other every single play. And let's say somebody has contracted the virus or there's, you know, premature signs of it. And we've seen how wildly and quickly this thing spreads and there's really no way you can control it. So I just don't see any way. Uh, I see a way that they start the season, but finishing the season, I just don't see it happening. I want to go back to UM for a second. Derek King, quarterback at the University of Miami. Is that a guy on the radar for, because I know that, you know, obviously when he came to the University of Miami, there's a lot of hype, air raid offense. They finally going to get the quarterback to run that offense. It's brand new offense to bring into Coral Gables but draft wise I know that a, you know, a lot of times when it's a, a shorter kind of quarterback they want to see what other position he could play do you think that he will play quarterback in the NFL or do you think that some team is just going to try to make him into maybe a slot receiver or something like that I think there's going to be mixed opinions with him and I think he enters the draft process in a similar situation as what Braxton Miller if you remember that name from a couple right, years ago right. uh, from when he was at Ohio State I think he's in a similar situation even if Eric does end up going and playing at the senior ball in January. I think he's probably going to get asked to play both. He's going to be asked to play at quarterback, and then there's going to be some teams that ask him to play receiver, even running back as well. I think that's going to be a similar case at the combine as well, but I think D'Eric is going to be really good for Miami. I like the system that they have in place for him. They have some really good weapons, and of course, his main one being Brevin Jordan. So I think D'Eric, I think he's going to have a really good year this year, and he, he was a bit inconsistent when he was at Houston, but I think he has a better environment down there now. So I'm really looking forward to seeing what he does this year, but as far as the pre-draft process and what he's going to be asked to do i think he's going to be asked to play a slew of positions are we still kind of under that well he's i mean we've seen it in the last couple of years of all oh, the guys under six feet he you know we were i know the kyler murray i remember kind of being doing the radio show and waiting for like like uh, anticipating when the when the uh the hype came out like oh my god he's five this and three quarters like it, that's is that going to be one of these things with Derek to see exactly how tall he is to see because I thought at this point when you see guys like Baker and Russell and, and these guys in the NFL that height's not going to really matter anymore if you got the talent yeah and you're always going to get some guys that always are concerned with quarterbacks height that's not really a concern for me just because I mean you just talked about it you talk about guys like Kyler Murray or Baker Mayfield and even Russell Wilson in a sense they're just debunking these theories of quarterbacks have to be six two six three plus and then these pocket passes I think that's an old archaic way of thinking but if Eric is able to show some thrives some strides as a thrower this year I think there's going to be definite considerations for him playing quarterback but it's just a matter of if he can show that consistency as a passer I think that's probably where his case and his status differentiates a little bit from some of those shorter guys just because I don't think he's as blessed or as gifted as a thrower as a Kyler Murray or Baker Mayfield but if he's able to show strides in his footwork and then be a little bit more consistent with his accuracy I think we're talking about a guy that definitely could end up going you know day three somewhere as a quarterback. Yeah speaking of quarterbacks Jordan the guy getting all the hype heading into the 2021 draft is Trevor Lawrence. Um, how, how does he compare to you when you watch him compared to you know guys like Joe Burrow and Tua Tungavailoa from the previous draft and his Trevor Lawrence is good as advertised in your eyes. He is. He's really good, guys. And I don't think he's along the lines as, you know, you talk about John Elway and Andrew Luck is some of the best prospects ever, but I think he's definitely a step below that. And you talk about a guy that's 6'6", 220 pounds, that can throw off any platform. He can throw from the funky arm angles that you're looking for. But I think the biggest thing and the best attribute about Trevor is just his poise and then his football intelligence. And what I mean by that, he's, he's 29-1 and one as a career starter, so he's a proven winner. And he just remains poised in the pocket. And he won a national championship as a true 
true freshman, which is just something that is phenomenal and you don't ever see in the college ranks. So I think he's definitely destined to be a franchise centerpiece, and I would be shocked if he's not the number one overall pick come next draft. Jordan, always appreciate the time. I'm glad you always can make some time for us here early in the morning on the morning show. We'll bug you again soon, and uh, kind of best of luck when it comes to the college football season for all of us here. I almost was going to wish it for you, but I want it for me also. I want everyone to watch college football. We'll talk to you again soon. I'll bug you again soon. Absolutely. Thank you guys for having me anytime. Only thing better than all the football talk? An actual football game. Please let it happen. Please let it happen. Please let it happen. Oh, it's happening with the Dan Levitard Show. I can't even hate on this. I can't. I know many of you think I'm liberal tard. Take a knee, take a height is exactly what Hank Williams Jr. has to be singing. That should be our Monday Night Football anthem. Take a seat. More of that is five minutes away on the Best of the Joe Show. Welcome back to the Best of the Joe Show, running back some of the best audio you've heard on this radio station over the past 24 hours. I am a Dan Day on a feel-good Friday, so going to make you feel good and drift into the weekend with good vibes from my guys, Soja. And this features actually the band's guitarist, but he's doing a little more vocalizing. One of my main men, Trevor Young, things you can't control. That is right, Soja and my guy Trevor Young, who's in the band, just doing a little more singing. Doesn't that make you just feel good on this Friday? It's not just the weekend, but you've now got the vibes from Soja and Trevor Young. Things you can't control. Yes, indeed. How do I make you feel even better? How about some Dan Levitard show? Earlier today, they dove into Hank Williams Jr.'s Take a Knee, Take a Hike. One of the tensions that we have around here, one of the many, one of the longest standing, is Stu Gatz has his soccer is boring take, and Mike Ryan is annoying soccer guy. Uh, Mike Ryan wants so badly to talk Whoa, about... hold on. What... What about my passion for soccer is annoying? I Look, you may just call me annoying, and I'm proving that right now. But I think I'm very welcoming. I'm not this soccer zealot that tries to think that he's better than you and give that off. I want you to give the world's game a shot. Okay, I'm sorry. Regardless, you wanted to talk about MLS when not a whole lot of people are talking MLS. Well, I'm a little upset that you guys didn't congratulate the MLS's back champion, Portland Timbers. In fact, it was missing from the updates, and thank God stuff like that changes come Monday. Monday, Christine Lisi will make sure that you know that the Timbers uh, advance. That is something that we neglect around here because Stu Gatz uh, can't do his job correctly, and it doesn't live up to the standards of ESPN. Mike doesn't like to hear himself talk about soccer. He doesn't have a soccer podcast called Miked Up. I didn't come up with the name. And thank you for not giving the full name. I mean, you know I can't do it. I mean, if you're going to give me a plug, give it a full plug. Either way, so the MLS is back, back 
because I don't know if you noticed the bubble. It seemed like it was on shaky ground at the beginning because FC Dallas and and Nashville got booted from the bubble because they were poison. They had so many positive, so they got booted from the bubble. But it was all intake, folks. Bubbles work apparently. Then Nashville and FC Dallas got right to action, right to playing in their home stadiums with fans. They played each other, the two COVID teams. So they're the ones that start this off. And I don't know if you've seen all these other bubble matchups, but the anthem and the kneeling, it's accepted. It's not, we, We've come so far from Colin Kaepernick losing his job and becoming a political story and the biggest sports story maybe arguably of our time for years. Now everyone's kneeling. It's a, it's a crazy end to the Colin Kaepernick documentary. But they're doing this in empty arenas with no fan. We finally got a taste of how fans are going to react to this. And I was foolish. I assumed that this was the new normal. But did you guys see what the reaction was in Dallas? Now I understand Texas, predominantly a red state, now up for grabs. Demos are changing there. Booed! A cup thrown onto the field. Totally caught the players off guard, Dan. Totally. And it'll be really fascinating to see. Certain football teams have come out and said limited capacity. Other football teams have said... Jerry Jones says, I want fans. Yeah, other football teams have said no capacity. I think the Jags have 25%. I imagine in Big D they're going to have some fans there. be fascinating to see how this plays out because then you'll have people kneeling, trying to respectfully protest, and then people actually being rude during a national anthem and booing and throwing stuff on the field. Throwing garbage on the field during the anthem is probably more disrespectful than uh, kneeling before a flag during the anthem. Soccer fans generally veer politically a little bit more progressive. So this was a surprise, but it's also Texas. But American football, the NFL, if this stuff happens and they have fans there, it could get potentially ugly. And I don't know if you've, you're familiar with Hank Williams Jr. and his hit song, Take a Knee, Take a Hike. Wait a minute. I was teasing this 24 hours ago, and what a great name for a country song. I'm sorry. I can't even... I, Stugatz, I can't even hate on this. I can't. I know many of you think I'm liberal tard. I, take a knee, take a hike is exactly what Hank Williams Jr. has to be singing. That should be our Monday Night Football anthem. That should be That should be what Monday... We need to bring him back and just have him perform Take a Knee, Take a Hike. Yes, Take a Knee, Take a Hike from Hank Williams. Yes, the art, the same artist... such a great title for a song. The, the same artist that does, as Dan mentioned, the Monday Night Football theme, and who could forget such great hits as If the South Woulda Won from Hank Williams Jr. That was way back, you know, way back. But now... And I don't know if this is true because the websites are a little suspect, but conservatives are convinced that Hank Williams Jr. has pulled his music from Monday Night Football. Sort of, I'm breaking up with you first. Now, take a knee, take a hike. That was actually back in 2018. <laughs> I'm going to laugh every time you say this. <laughs> take a knee, take a hike is actually an older jam, but I was sitting by these people that were congregating over dinner, and they were like 12 feet away, and I overheard, like, good for Hank Williams Jr. And have you heard that new, they were older people, so they weren't using banger, but if they could have, they would have, over take a knee, take a hike. Good for him. And these were Saints fans, mind you. They were wearing Saints stuff. So I think 
We're in for quite the show if Anthem protests, and and I know some head coaches, Bill O'Brien in the Lone Star State says he's going to take a knee. Might he also have to take a hike, Dan? I cannot wait to analyze this. I would like to create our own uh, spoof songs that have lyrics for take a knee, take a hike, because this is, these are exactly the words, like that should be on Hank Williams Jr.'s tombstone. Those, like those words in terms of what do I stand for? I'll tell you what I stand for. It's not just take a knee, take a hike, but I'm going to put it on my belt buckle. How about that? My every belt buckle is going to have take a knee, take a hike, because that's what I'm about when you get near my nether region, my 70-year-old nether region. My I don't want America to change. America needs to keep looking like me nether region. I mean, it's very it's a very clever title. Also, because when we, we usually see in that sport at the end of the game, someone takes a hike and then takes a knee. So this flips everything upside down. <laughs> take a knee, take a hawk. Hawk and Crowder next on the Best of the Joe Show. This is the Best of the Joe Show, running back some of the best audio you've heard here on 560 over the past 24 hours. I am Dan Day, making you feel good on this Feel Good Friday with more music from Soja, S-O-J-A, Walk Away. Soja, always good for some good vibes. You can feel it right there. Good vibes when you walk into the Hard Hawk Casino. Hawk and Crowder, oh yeah. You know they're putting it up, but there's also punishments. I have been looking forward to this all damn day. The Hard Hawk Casino. We started this a few weeks ago, and I was just putting my money up and uh, trying to get these guys to predict some games and maybe win some money if they can get them all right. But I've added a new wrinkle today where they are now risking punishment Uh if they get everything wrong. Everything. It's like, you know, you go one and two, whatever, two and one. I'm talking everything. You go 0 and three, you have to suffer a punishment. You should do this to Lee Sterling. (laughs) I'm with you, Dono. Hell yeah. Great idea. Yeah, why let him come on scot-free? That's a great (laughs) idea. So uh, Jen Figueroa is here. Hello, Jen. Hello. And uh, Dono, you just heard him. Hello, Dono. You did the morning show today. What's going on, guys? I know Jay Fig and I kind of, yeah, we, we both, I mean, Jay Fig worked with me. And she actually had to go to the studio, so she woke up earlier than me. So I would imagine mm-hmm. we're both tired. Dan Day is here. He loves a casino on a Friday, right? TGIF, baby. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So without further ado, I've been told there's a brand new open for the Hard Hawk Casino. So fire it off, Solana. Elegance. Splendor, class, style, the standard of New Vegas, <laughs> bet, win money, eat a sandwich, all at the Hard Hawk Casino. This is my fave. Here's our song. This is I. We have to do a whole segment on this song because it's it's so mortifyingly embarrassing. Just picture this is the song they play at Planet Hollywood Casino. So I just want you to picture me and Crowder hammered. It's a Saturday night in Vegas. There are. Hot women dancing on the tables at Planet Hollywood, which is what happens there. Yes. And he and I are on a burner at the roulette table. We are on a heater. 
So we've got chips and chips stacked in front of us. This song comes on, which happens to be awful, but we didn't know it in our drunk state. Nope. And we are partying like rock stars. Crank this up for a sec, Solana. We are high-fiving people walking by, just dropping money on cocktail waitresses, trays. We're doing like a dance, and this is the song. Crank it up. Bro. I'm telling you, the first time you hear it, compared to the 44th when you're drunk and winning, guys, it's way better when you got $1,000 in front of you and you had six drinks, I'm telling you. It's it's Planet Hollywood, so it's P-H. They call it P-H, Planet Hollywood. So the song is P-H-A-M-O-U-S. This is essentially a commercial that was written just for Planet Hollywood, but we're dancing like it's the latest from Migos, and we don't know... And there's this, you know, there's like a parade of women, the new uh, the new dancers that come out when they play this song at the top of the hour. And I'm telling you, Crowder and I, I mean, when you're winning in Vegas and drinking and everything's great, this is this song sounds like Stairway to Heaven. Like you think it's the greatest thing ever written. Like, then you yep. listen to it, it's a ballpark Franks jingle. Like, I actually think like it. Think about sit, like looking at a roulette table, me and Hawk are a seat apart. And we're slapping each other's hands to the beat as it's playing, because, like, it, bro, it was. I, I'm not proud as I look back. I'm, I'm not proud. so ashamed as I look back, but the moment was so great. Oh Crank it up God. again, Solana. I want to be back there. <laughs> I could go to the I table was out we my were seat. at. Bro, I could walk to the table we were yep. at the first time. Me too. Me I too. Promise I could. I kind of wish you were wearing a Furby necklace right now. <laughs> Little uncut gems for the Hard Hawk Casino. I will say you're open for my casino, uh, Solana. I pictured it as more of a down and dirty, gritty casino. You made it elegance, but I'll take it. Whatever. Uh. All right, so here's what we're doing. We do this on Fridays. I bring on uh, Jen here and Dono and uh, Dan, Solana, of course, and Crowder. I give them three games that they have to predict. Just win or lose. They don't have to worry about the lines. And then a total. And I've told them if they go three and zero, I give them a hundred dollars. Period. End of story. Hundred dollars. No one's gone three and zero yet. But I'm adding a new wrinkle today because why should I be the only one risking something? So the new wrinkle is if you go zero and three, you get served a punishment, I and you every have time to you do it. Wrinkle. I know. And each each week will be a different punishment. And so now you've got you've got something. You've got skin in the game now. I will tell you what your punishment is, and uh, and uh, by being on this segment, you agree to do the punishment if you Gotta go. Gotta go. Oh, and three. <laughs> you go. Oh, and three. So we're gonna start with Crowder. I'm gonna make you guys pick the Marlins Braves game tonight. Just pick the winner. Pablo Lopez pitching for the fish. Then the uh, Grizzlies and Blazers. They've got that little play-in game tomorrow. And then I'm going to ask you for the total score of the Grizzlies-Blazers game. And if you're within 10, either way, high or low. So you really have a 20-point window there. If you go 3-0, and you get $100 from me. You go 0-3, you get the punishment. Now, Crowder, your punishment, you had goofed earlier in the show that you're not eating a tub of cottage cheese. Nope. It does involve cottage cheese. This is what you have to do if you go 0-3. You have to tweet. No context. No, I lost a bet. You just have to tweet. I have to be honest. Hawk was right. Cottage cheese really is an excellent snack. And then you have to put a black fist emoji and a white fist emoji. <laughs> 
No context. And if people ask what you're doing, you cannot respond with, I lost a bet. It's just got to stay up there in perpetuity on your Twitter account. All right? I got you. I got you. Right. Yes, I'm Marlins. <laughs> Marlins Braves tonight. Who's your winner? I got the Braves. Coming back and home, Braves. I think they're excited. I know Marlins are good. Braves aren't great. I got the Braves. I have the Trailblazers because my man Dame is stupid, so I got to go with him. And I have the uh, the total being 2.30. All right, 2.30. What time is it uh, when you got to go to the dentist? 2.30. 2.30. Ladies and gentlemen. That joke. That's comedy. All right. Uh, Jen Figueroa, are you ready to enter the Hard Hawk Casino? I'm excited. Let's go. All right. Now, you were uh, closest to winning last week, by the way. So $100 if you go 3-0. and Now, if you go 0-3, would you like to know what your punishment will be? Let's go. I'm ready. All right. You have to sing The Heat Is On live on the show. Yes. All right. <sighs> we'll celebrate the Heat playoff starting on Tuesday. So either Monday or Tuesday, you will have to sing. We'll get the vocal. We'll get the... Uh, the karaoke track, you will provide the vocal live on the air. The heat is on. All right? That is so embarrassing, but let's go. Okay, because I know you are uh, you fancy yourself a musician, so do you sing? I sing, but I'm not going to do that correctly here. Okay. But, no, no, no. You don't have to that. sing now, but you're going to do it if you go 0-3. That's the agreement. Where would yeah, but you it do won't it? be correctly. Where would you do it correctly? <laughs> My shower. <laughs> just just, just oh, leave okay. it be. Okay. All right. Braves or Marlins tonight? I'm going Marlins. All right. Marlins. Uh, Trailblazers or Grizzlies tomorrow? Trailblazers. All right. And your total score for the game. On 235. All right. Cheating off go. my sheet. <laughs> Actually, no. I had it written down for a while. Okay, so. Alex Dono. Here in the Hard Hawk Casino, uh, your punishment, if you go 0-3, without context as well, you have to tweet out a picture of yourself taking a bubble bath. <laughs> okay. All right. So it's just, you know, just your head. Everything else is covered in bubbles. Everything else is covered Fair in enough. bubbles. You can wear a hat if you want, but no context. There can be no words on the tweet. It is socks. just the picture of you. And and again, if someone says, "What is this?" you can't respond. I lost a bet. You know. Okay. Just, usually, you know. I only take those pictures behind a paywall, so I'm doing everybody a favor. <laughs> yeah, I know. Usually, you save it for your fans only account, so uh, <laughs> this will be public. All right. So, Dono, Marlins or Braves tonight? I'm going Braves by a final score of three to two. <laughs> no, don't need the final score. Oh, it doesn't you. matter. Uh, Trailblazers or Grizzlies tomorrow? Trailblazers. All right, everybody's picking the Blazers tomorrow. Interesting. Our research and your uh, your final score of the Blazers Grizz game. It's going to be pretty similar to the other guesses we've gotten. I have a feeling maybe we all looked at the over under for this one, but I'm going to go two twenty eight. All right, two twenty eight. All right, uh, Solana, Alejandro Solana, here you are in the elegance of the Hard Hawk Casino. Um, would you like to know what your – here's the problem. I was t saying this to Crowder earlier in the show. Solana doesn't embarrass. You know what I mean? Like he just – he doesn't embarrass. So I, I, it's hard to – so I'm just going to try to make him physically uncomfortable if he were to go 0-3. So Solana, if you go 0-3 – you have to work Monday in a suit and tie. Oh, okay. All right? Cool. You have to come into the studio. I know. He'll like it. There's nothing I could yeah. do where he's going to go, oh, I don't want to. Oh, perfect. So suit and tie, I mean, to the nines, can and I you got to do the entire uh, show. Can I wear an ascot? You can wear an ascot, okay, yes. Okay, cool. 
All right. All right. But the entire show, obviously, will need photographic proof. Yeah, no, absolutely. There's, there's no way to punish this guy. I know. I know. This is I, this is I was saying to Crowder earlier, I might, uh, you know, as we uh, move along, I might have him like he has to do produce the show on a Monday with a space heater in the studio turned up to high, like just to literally try to make him physically uncomfortable because mentally I can't damage him. He's already too damaged. All right. Braves or Marlins, Solana? Fish. All right. Marlins and uh, Blazers or Grizz? I got Grind City. And Grind City You're Media, so our friend Mike Wallace, of course, the uh, purveyor of Grind City Media. And uh, total score, Solana. I will have to say before I give my total score, Crowder, Dono, and Jay Fig clearly not watching enough elimination basketball when you're playing the Grizzlies. This is going to be a grind. I have to I have to tell game. you, this is the annoying guy at the yeah. table at the casino. There's always a guy at the craps table that knows more than everyone else, and he's not afraid to share it with you. And well, he knows more really, than Vegas, apparently. Right. I think the over-under for this game is 234. Because, right? but, but, but Solana but Solana's been watching it, yes. Yeah, well, here's the problem with Vegas. They're buying into the Damian Lillard big scoring night after night, and when you're playing an elimination game, everything's out the window, winner go home you need to hit shots and that becomes difficult in an elimination game so i'm saying 205 will be the final score all right oh wow going very low there crowder by the way uh just texted he accidentally disconnected he was laughing kicked the power cord out and so now he's reconnecting so that's where he just disappeared to all right dan day you're in the hard hawk casino how's it feel to you it's a little cold. Turn the AC down, but other than that, I'm good to go. All right. So now, if you go zero and three, obviously you go three and zero. I give you a hundred dollars. You go zero and three. Dan Day was another one that I, I have a tough time coming up with some sort of punishment because I don't know. I just I I, I can't get a beat on this guy, mm-hmm. so I don't know. You know. So here's my thought, and only because I'd like to see it. Uh, you have to come to work Monday in jean shorts, a tucked in T-shirt, a jean jacket and a baseball hat. I don't even all right. Know if Just I... because well, you better find it. If you I, lose have, because... I have all those items. So don't worry. All right. There you go. Because I really want to see that. So you'd have to come to work Monday. Jean shorts, tucked in T-shirt, jean jacket, baseball hat. I'm really trying to figure out if he's the carny that ripped me off about 10 years ago at the South Florida Fair. <laughs> oh, I got to see him in the uniform. I was going to say you're asking me to be Denim Dan. <laughs> I imagine there was a Denim Dan at some point in oh, your life. Oh, there's pictures of Denim Dan all over the Internet. <laughs> All right, Marlins or Braves tonight? I'm going to go with the Marlins. All right, the Marlins. Grizzlies or Trailblazers tomorrow? Oh, Rip City, baby. We're going with the Blazers. All right, and a uh, everybody loves Hassan Whiteside. And uh, <laughs> final score for the game? 241. When you tweeted that out yesterday, Solana, that Whiteside went in and then what happened? They went uh, one for 15 or something? Yeah, the Blazers were up. Or they nine. went on a 15 1. Uh, the Grizzlies went on a 15 1 run? Right. Damian Lillard hits a fallaway three. They go up nine. <laughs> Hassan Whiteside comes in, gets two early points, and then the uh, the gri- or the Nets go on a fifteen to or one the Nets, run. Yeah, yeah. yeah the, the Nets go on a fifteen <laughs> to one run. Hassan gets subbed out late in the third. Never gets back on the court. Crank it up as we all leave the Hard Hawk Casino. And uh, Jay Fig and Dono and Dan Dale check back in the five o'clock hour for the Searing Pain movie review. We'll take a quick break. Come back with the four o'clock hour of Hockman and Crowder.
That's what I'm talking about. I'm going to be hoping among hope that I can get the games right and praying that I don't get punished. That'll about do it for the best of the Joe show. Thanks so much for tuning in. We'll be back next week. Have a great weekend. This is the best of the Joe show. Later, slug. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply.